only tricky one left from the staging point of view. Could Gaston be a help? About witchcraft? I don't risk asking him. He could, of course, but he does so go off the deep end. He is a teeny bit mad, you know. Only on his own lay, but he is. He's God's gift when it comes to the Clive Moors. What will you think of the fight? It terrifies me. Is it really dangerous, Perry? He waited for a minute. Not according to Gaston. Always making sure the stage is right. He'll keep a nightly watch on it. The two men have reached an absolute perfection of movement. They're getting on together a bit better, too, man to man. Maggie had a go at Simon, bless her, and he's less crissy-crossy when they're not fighting, thank God. Well, said Emily, nobody can accuse you of being superstitious, I'll say that for you. Will you? And you'll come next week, when we'll take it in continuity with props. You bet I will, said Emily. Don't know what you'll think of Gaston. I mean, of what I'm doing with him. He's the bearer of the great ceremonial sword, the Clivemore. We're making a harness for him to take the haft. It's the real weapon, and weighs a ton. He's strong as a bull. He follows Macbeth everywhere like a sort of judgment. And at the end, he'll carry the head on it. He is watching Jeremy's drawings for his costume with the eye of a hawk. What's it like? Like all the other Macbeth menage, embryo tartan, black woolen tights, thonged sheepskin leggings, a heavy belt to take the sword hilts, a mask for the fights, in his final appearance with the head on the sword, uh, he suggested a scarlet tabard. Oh, for heaven's sake, Perry, I know. Where would he change, and why, with fighting thanes milling all around? I pointed this out, and for once he hadn't an answer. He took refuge in huffy grandeur, said it was merely an idea, and went into a long thing about colour and symbolism. I feel I must meet him. Shall I invite him for tea? Do you like him? she asked incredulously. Oh, one couldn't exactly do that. Or I don't think one could. Collect him, perhaps. No, he might just turn into a bore and not go home. In that case, we won't ask him here. Or bring the Macbeth's head with him to show you. He did that to me. When we finished afternoon rehearsal, it was in the shadows of the wardrobe room. I nearly fainted. Frightful. Terrifying. It's sheet-white and so like Dougal, with a bloody gash, you know. He wondered if I had any suggestions to make. Had you? Just to cover it up quick. Fortunately, the audience only sees it momentarily. He turns it to face Malcolm, who is up on the steps at the back. It'll be back to audience. They'll laugh, said Emily. If they laugh at that, they'll laugh at anything. What do you bet? Well, of course, they have in the past always laughed at a head, and the management always says it's a nervous reaction. So it may be, but I don't think so. I think they know it isn't, and can't be, Macbeth's or anybody else's head, and they laugh. It's as if they said, this is a bit too thick, come off it. All the same, I'm going to risk it. You jolly well do, and more power to your elbow. The final words are cut. The play ends with the thanes all shouting, Hail, King of Scotland, and pointing their swords at Malcolm. He's in a strong light. I hope the audience will go away feeling, well, relieved, uplifted, as if Scotland stands free of a nightmare. I hope so, too. I think they will. May you think so when you've seen it. I bet I will, said Emily. I'll push off. So long, Em. Wish me luck. 
with all my heart, she said, and gave him a kiss and a packet and a thermos. Your snack, she said. Thanks, love. I don't know when I'll be home. Okay, always welcome. She watched him get into his car. He gave her a toot and was off. He was taking the witches' scenes. Mattresses had been placed on the stage behind the gallows rostrum. The body on the scaffold moved slightly in its noose, turned by one of the mysterious draughts that steal about backstage regions. When Peregrine walked in, Ranji stood beside it and peered into the void beneath. See anything? he asked. A muffled voice from the void said something indistinguishable. If you can't see the back of the gallery, they can't see you. Too dark. He'll put a light on for you. Anyone up there? Ranji called and was answered by an affirmative. Light yourself up. Hang on. A pause. A lighter flickered over a hirsute face.